0: Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created the show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference. And it starts with love, love from the hip. Several times throughout history, women have stepped up and spoken out during times when only men, especially men of the cloth, were allowed to. For some of these women, church authorities made exceptions, but only for the extent of time in which popes, priests, emperors, and kings greatly benefited from their divine visions. One of the most highly progressive nuns of her time to receive this exception was Hildegard of Bingen, a true profound Renaissance woman, Hildegard is often honored for openly dressing down her church elders and calling world leaders fools. Her opinions, teachings, and prophecies, which she often referred to as both illuminations and reflections of the living light, compelled hordes of people to flock to her and made her a strong, influential woman of 12th century Europe. Hildegard, born around 1098, noticed right away that she was different when she witnessed, as she recalled, a heavenly light. Merely a young child, she chose not to speak out about it. Her visions occurred with her in a trance-like state and would terrify the other children as her eyes would remain open. Because of her known sensitivities and her noble family's ties to the church, Hildegard was sent away to a monastery where she was protected as an anchorite, metaphorically buried away with provisions and little to no communication from the outside world. Luckily for Hildegard, she was joined by Judah, who later became an abbess because of her sage wisdom and ethereal appearance. Judah took Hildegard under her wing, and when she died, Hildegard, in her early 40s, finally felt confident enough to write down her visions, which she believed to be from God. Hildegard's first book, Scivias, contained 26 visions. She also composed over 80 songs, wrote a book on nutritional and medical advice, herbal remedies, and sexuality in modern-day terminology, conducted speaking tours which denounced the corruption of the church, and had her own unique language which consisted of 900 words and an alternate alphabet. In 1179, while on her deathbed at 81, she was still putting up a fight against her clerical superiors. Another to challenge her clerical superiors is Benedetta Carlini. Benedetta, like Hildegard, also had visions and channeled information. Her channeling of angels and Christ was witnessed by many. She was described as going into a trance-like state, making incomprehensible sounds, She suppressed her visions, however, for fear that her father's belief of the gift being diabolical in nature was true and instead took on a quiet monastic life devoted to prayer, fasts, and manual labor. However, she quickly learned that suppressing the visions led her to extreme physical pain. Benedetta is also known for receiving a stigmata in which the exact wounds of Christ on the cross overcame her. This was the first material evidence of supernatural phenomenon that occurred with her, and as a result, she was elected as an abbess in the city of Pesha. She went on to lead sermons in a state of trance, channeling an angel who encouraged the nuns to lead a better life. Although it was forbidden for a woman to speak in the Christian church at the time, Benedetta was granted exception by Father Ricordati because of her gift of divine prophecy. Even though Benedetta had quite the following, there were still those who were extremely skeptical of her prophecy. They felt her channeled words from Jesus, which included the threat of damnation for those who did not believe in her, including a plague upon Pesha, was not divine in nature at all. Subsequently, a series of investigations were conducted. The first to be examined was the stigmata, and after many visitations by the provost and weak testimonies her visions were considered genuine, and she was considered a true visionary. The second round of investigations, however, under a newly appointed papal nuncio of Florence, concluded that Benedetta had hereditary demonic obsession. Investigators said even the names of the angels she channeled, like Splenditello, were too evil-sounding to be heavenly creatures. As a result, Benedetta suffered the later half of her life isolated in prison. The people of Pesha, however, never supported the officials' efforts to discredit Benedetta's miracles, especially after experiencing a plague in 1631, a warning she had clearly made. While it has been up for debate by many scholars as to whether or not these women and others used their prophetic visions as an astute way to get their voice across in an overwhelming overwhelmingly patriarchal society, if even if this was the case, good on them for figuring out a way to challenge nonsensical traditions. After all, women's prominence never went unchallenged. Most were declared heretical, with women's early leadership roles erased or suppressed. Yet so much evidence remains, despite systemic efforts to erase women from history. Also, the influx of women historians has been unearthing all of the influential roles women really had. Mary Magdalene, for example, portrayed as an adulterer and repentant whore, had a strong leadership role in the early Christian movements. Present day, women are coming closer to their divinity on earth with less resistance. Trans-channeling, which both Hildegard and Benedetta had a gift for, has become increasingly more common. Overall, this evolved state of allowance from both the feminine and masculine, has brought about not only a deeper connection and understanding of ourselves, but also with all things divine. Today on Love from the Hip, it is my absolute pleasure to have Angel Transchanneler and Healer Ann Tucker on my show. Anne will share how and why she channels angels, tell us about her prophecies for the future, how we can prepare, and what we, humanity, are learning as a whole. Plus, later on the show, she will offer up mini-angel readings to you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The
1: passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space,
0: without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With a Skin Care Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at Asteracare.com. That's E S T H E R A care.com.
1: What would it be like to deeply remember the secrets of your soul so that you can travel the unknown with confidence and genuinely sit back, relax, enjoying life without all the everyday worries? I'm Jen a mystic mentor who guides you to align and amplify your soul's true mission. Get healing, clarity around your next steps, release unresolved guilt, agreements and karma so that you can fulfill your purpose and reach your utmost potential while experiencing true freedom. Awaken the soul power within you today with me, Jen Learn more at gendershen.com.
0: That's J E N D U C H E N E.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H Y P. Anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Ann Tucker on my show. Ann is an angel, trans channeler, and healer. Hi, Anne. Thanks for being here today.
2: Hey, great to see you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. It was a pleasure last time on Go Beyond the Veil, so I felt it only fitting. Let's get caught (laughs) up.
2: (laughs) Sounds great.
0: So how long have you been working with the Angels, and how did you know it was them you were working with? Do you
2: know, I didn't realize because I was I was a healer before I became a trans channel. So I didn't realize I was working with angels until well into it. I thought they were my healing guides and they still do have my guides and my healing guides. But the angels have always been there. But I wasn't channeling them. I wasn't trans channeling them until I want to say about uh, about two, three years ago, three or four years ago I started. And uh, and yeah, it was it was. Um, a a totally different experience from what I had been doing before. I was a clairvoyant. I was clairvoyant, clairsentient. So I would do my healing that way before. And then I started having um, – so I had this experience where I used to meditate out on the patio, and I had my favorite spot to sit. And I went to go meditate one day, and then all of a sudden it felt like one of my guides was sitting in my lap. (laughs) It was like I felt this insane pressure that came down right on top of me, on top of my forehead, and on top of my chest – And, you know, with, with all things spiritual, like so much of it is like, what's going on now? Like what's happening? What is this? So I just kind of stayed with it and say, but it got to be so intense. It was hard to breathe. Mm -hmm. Like it was a physical, like I, it was an intense pressure and I couldn't figure it out. So I just stayed with it. And then for the next six months, every single time I went to meditate, I had that pressure happen the minute, the minute I would close my eyes, boom, it was there. And I, did, I thought my guide was trying to come in from the front. My healing, guide, my healing guide used to come in from the back when I would do my healing work. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, come in already. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> you know, let's get going. And uh, it wasn't until about six months in that I realized that they weren't trying to, to come in. They were trying to pull me up. Mm. And what I was experiencing is you think about like, like when an astronaut takes off and they have the G forces, it was that, that, that dramatic shift in frequency. They were trying to raise my frequency up so that I can communicate with them. Wow. All so that pressure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's how it all sort of clicked in all of a sudden I was like, oh, and then I, I opened up and allowed and when, and I just went up as high as in, and, and just imagined myself going up as high as I could. As soon as I started lifting, the pressure stopped. Hmm. And I went up higher and higher and higher until I couldn't take it anymore and just kind of went up there and stayed. But it took me even longer before I figured out how to actually start getting the messages. So,
0: And were they pretty vocal? Did they say we are the angels? In the beginning,
2: no. It was like I went up and I could see and I could see that there was beings there and I could see that I was in the angelic realm, and but I could not hear anything. So I was like,
0: okay, what now? This is cool, but what now? (laughs) Uh And now were you also a little scared?
2: (laughs) No, I Uh probably, I mean, maybe I should have been, but I've always been sort of a risk taker. So I was more curious than anything. I was really curious. And it was clear that these were good guys. You Uh know what I mean? Like it was really obvious because of the physical experience I had of going up so high. There was no doubt that where I was, was in a very high frequency. So, so that would have eliminated any of my fears of like, you know, bad stuff happening, Right, but it took a while. It really, here's the interesting thing is that it wasn't until, I mean, and I knew like my dreams showed that I was a trans channel. I had dreams where I was talking in my sleep and things like that. And that's a clear sign of trans channeling. So I knew I was supposed to be a trans channel, but I would go up and, and not, you know, nothing crickets. <laughs> so, um, and it wasn't until I sat down and a lot of it, I think is I didn't believe it myself. Mm. I, it was like, it was too hard for me to wrap my head around.
0: So you're resisting so it.
2: Which, I was yeah. yeah, my in a way, you know, I mm-hmm. didn't think I was, but I was because I think there was that part of me
0: that was, you know, ah, it can't be true, you know <laughs> and or, or that you wanted it to come in a certain way.
2: Yes, exactly. I wanted to go up and then for them to speak in this lovely, you know, (laughs) what is it? You know, the voice, you know, I am a Morgan Freeman (laughs) voice. (laughs) Yes, that's the Morgan Freeman voice. Right. I wanted (laughs) that. That is not what happened. So it wasn't until I sat down one day and just decided I was going to do it. And I literally just sat down and I put a pen in my hand with paper, closed my eyes. And I just said, OK, one word at a time. And I I had no idea what was coming through. I just literally focused on the word, mm. one word and then another word. And, then, and I thought it was gibberish. Like it would be random words. And I'd write them down each word. And I thought it made absolutely no sense. So I'm like, yeah, this is totally bogus. Like what is going on here? <laughs> uh-huh. And I get to the end and I read it. And it was profound. Mm. Like it not only did it make sense, but it was poetic. It was beautiful. It was and I had no idea. So that was the beginning. And then it took me a long time from there to become more and more fluent to the point where they just came in and spoke
0: through me. Right. And did anybody help you or guide you along the process of trans
2: channeling? Do you know, I would say the one of the the uh, the people who have helped me the most in my journey is uh, Michael Sheridan, who is a dream analyst. Yeah, that I find that his process. Of uh, of, uh, And his method of understanding dreams has allowed me to be able to track what's going on with me so that I could continually raise my frequency and to understand like what was in my way. Like one of the biggest things was learning that my process was about freeing up energy, that in order to hold the angelic frequency, I have to be really, really, really light. Mm-hmm. Like I have to let go of anything that's, that's, that's basically holding down my frequency. So it's about freeing up energy in my system. And that like, it's been a whole thing about what, what I can and can't eat. Like I have a very strict diet. There's, you know, there's uh every little thing that comes up for healing. My dreams will show me, okay, here's the next thing on the docket. Let's clear it. Yeah. And so, yeah. So his, his help has been enormous that way because it, his method of analysis is so accurate and, and, it it confirms itself.
0: <laughs> I so concur. That, he's, you know, he's yeah, great. exactly. And he's here on KKNW as well.
2: He's yeah. amazing.
0: So I, I have totally to ask agree. you then, do you think there was also some resistance because possibly you were a trans channeler in lifetimes before? And look at what happened to the women that were trans channeling. No
2: no question. I actually had a dream just recently showing me that that because I can also do hands-on healing, but I had a dream showing me that I have a past life issue where I was afraid to use my hands-on healing. Mm. So there's there's no question. I was in the dream. I was anyways. It's a long story, but. But yeah, absolutely. I think that there's, and I think there's so many of us that have that, that, you know, that have come in on multiple lifetimes to try to be of service. And it wasn't always fun.
0: And why do you suppose more women in history, especially nuns, trans-channeled more than men? You know, I think that's such a great question. I think
2: there is something, and even now, the majority of trans-channelers I know personally are women. Yes. And I know there's some famous male trans-channelers out there for sure, but there's an awful lot of women and I think it, I think some of it has to do with what it is to be a woman, to embody feminine energy and what that does in terms of our receptivity, to be fully receptive, to allow that energy to come through. Cause it is, it's all about allowing. Mm-hmm. Like to be a trans channel means, and it's been, it's certainly been a journey for me because I, was I, you know, I was the kind of person like I remember the first time the angels told me I was going to, uh, I was going to do a a channel, trans channeled session where I was going to be bringing in a frequency and it was going to be 90 minutes long and I was going to have people there from all over the world. And I didn't know how that was going to happen, but it, of course, it did <laughs> and 90 minutes and I was supposed to just show up. And I was, I wasn't I, like no agenda. And the idea of me doing that, like I'm a person who would have PowerPoint slides and mm-hmm. <laughs> thing, and to show up with nothing, you know, it was all about allowing, about just showing up and saying, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. your guess is as good as mine. Let's go. And that was, that was, that has been, continues to be for me so much of the journey. And I think that is a feminine energy yeah. that at allowing, receiving all feminine.
0: It explains a lot. So as a trans channeler myself, I know that the beings come in differently. And I know you were explaining early on it was this pressure that was coming in through your crown. Yeah. So how is it now? Do they actually step fully into your body? It is
2: it now. So it, it progressed over time. It went from where I had this intense pressure. I went up. But once I actually started having them come into my body, I, I could feel it really distinct because it felt like I would almost have this helmet that came down over my head that came down to about my shoulders. And it felt like having my head underneath a swimming pool, like the same, the pressure that you feel when you're really deep underwater, it was that physical. It was a distinct physical com- compression around my head. And as I've become lighter in my overfrequency and more and more used to the angelic frequency, I don't get that at all anymore. I get a, a, a buzzing or a pressure around the crown and around the third eye, and that's it. And I know, and I can feel as they kind of whoosh in, and I can feel when they're working in me. It feels like a whoosh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> is how I would describe it. <laughs> so you pretty much had to make a commitment to the angels as far as channeling them goes. I mean, was there a contract? Yeah. Do you know, before I
2: came in? Yes, absolutely. Like I've had a lot of dreams about my life between lives and planning this life. And yeah, absolutely. That was the game plan coming in. So, and as a matter of fact, there was dreams I had along the way showing me that if I didn't make specific choices, I would not be able to fulfill my life purpose. Mm -hmm. And I understand now what that meant was that I needed to be able to free up an enormous amount of energy in order to be able to hold the frequency. And so so it was like you got to if you're going to stay with this rotten relationship, you're not going to be able to be a trans channel because it's draining away your energy.
0: Yeah. You know, lowering your vibration. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So are you channeling very specific angels and are they the same angels each time? You know, it's that's such a good question because, um, and, and I don't know how it is for
2: you. For me, it is, there's, there's certainly like my, my usual cast, like there's the ones that I see over and over again that come in that I recognize their energy. Um, but there are sometimes different ones will come in for very specific purposes. And so in the beginning, my angels would introduce them, like the very first time I got, uh, some of the heavy prophetic information. That was not one of my regular angels. My angels, the time before they spoke, the angels, I came up and the angels introduced me and they said, we're going to be introducing you to another angel. And I saw them, I saw the angel and they said, this is a friend and, and they're going to be sharing some news with you. And then the next time I channeled that angel came through. Mm. And so, so my angels are very, very protective of my energy. they They won't let anybody come through like for example if i have a uh, if i'm channeling for someone and they have a like a recently departed someone in their field that that person can't speak through me but the angels will relay the message uh, and let me speak so they they put themselves between me and everything
0: Then how which does is it great how does it work then when you are healing you're, you're doing your healing for your clients are you also yeah. channeling in their angels as well it's just a big, At, big party?
2: <laughs> <if> it, <laughs> it, it, I mean, yes, it is a big party. My angels do the majority of the healing and they're working with the, so they always ask permission before we get started mm-hmm. so that the person, we have clear authority that the, that the angels that I work with are allowed
0: to have access to the client. Okay. So, and, yeah. And why do you suppose the angels chose you to channel through? What, what's their purpose? It, the, I mean, it's, it's in terms of, it was agreed on like i said before i came so that mm-hmm. was you know
2: a partnership that we were going to work together that i work with some earth school angels but i work with many angels who are not of the earth school and that's different um and you they explain that a
0: little bit yeah.
2: yeah for sure for sure earth school angels are are governed by the rules of earth school so they have to live by the rules of free will they have to live by there's basically certain limitations that we put on ourselves in order to have the experience that we're having so that we can have the karma and we can have the learning. And the, there are, but there's lots of angels who are not part of the earth school. And it's just a limited subset that are kind of here. There's the ones who are actually in the earth school. And then there are the guardians of the earth school who I channeled once. And that was interesting Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) that came through, that came through one time in a message. Um, And then the ones that I work with are the, the, like I said, there are some that, and there are frequently, I will have earth school angels that come in and speak, but then often they are these angels that are not from the earth school and The benefit of it, and that's part of the reason I always am very careful to ask for permission, is because they are not governed by the same rules that limit what happens here on Earth. So they're able to use healing techniques and modalities that are not normally allowed on Earth.
0: Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And so how often are you receiving the downloads that you get from these angels? Do you
2: know, I feel like I'm in, I I am, I'm in communication with them all the time. So mm-hmm. there's always that awareness now these days, which is awesome, right? I mean, and not that I'm, not that it, they, there are days I have a bad day and I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm feeling off my game and that happens for sure. But, but there's uh the, the awareness of being very much having gotten to a place now where I'm very much in my heart, which I mm-hmm. recognize the difference because I used to be entirely in my head and my heart was closed like Fort Knox. So I know the feeling, it's a difference Um, that I've and I've. it's taken me a lot of years to get to that place where now. And so being in the heart space, it feels much more like they're kind of, they're always there, but in terms of when I actually do the trans channeling. So if I start, so for example, if you and I started, talking and I just was starting to read into something for you just to look into it casually, they will start dropping words in like, mm. here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing like that. And then, so it's kind of, they're always right there. You right, know? <laughs> right. right,
0: Would you say then that you're, you're living a life that's more conscious than you were before? 100%. Oh my yeah. gosh.
2: It's, I am, it's funny. Like I have, I'm so different from how I was. It's hard for even Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to even remember some of the stuff that I used to think of as limitations. I can't even remember what it was like to, <laughs> to feel that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. And to be yeah. stuck in it, right? Yes. And to uh-huh. think, oh my gosh, this is so, so huge. How will I ever not feel this? Right. And now I, I have a hard time even recalling it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, are you still channeling other entities as well, aside from angels? Not
2: normally, no. There is one time recently on a retreat where an, an, uh, an energy came in, with the blessing of the angels, which is so rare. Cause like I said, it's normally only them, but this was a very, very high vibe frequency. And I will tell you that it was an elf huh. and I would have never believed it, but it was because one of the members of my, of the program, we were on retreat together uh, and I was doing Q and A and she it was so cute. She asked as a joke, she was saying, what well, so her question to the angels was like, well, what do I need to do to become my highest and best expression? You know, how do I become, uh, you know, my highest, highest, highest self. And she asked at the end of her question, she said, kind of jokingly, she's like, oh, I'm just asking for a friend. And she said it like, you know, "Oh, like I'm already there. I'm just asking for someone else, you right. know, that kind of thing. But she said the specific words she said was, I am asking for a friend. Well, her friend, which was this elf, took it literally and was immediately hand in the air, like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, <laughs> you know, like, let me in. And oh. it was, it was like nothing I've ever experienced. It was like, he came in, and my higher self agreed. He came in and it was like holding in a joke. It was like literally holding in laughter for the entire <laughs> time he was in my body. And I didn't have, I don't have the video of it, but they told me that physically he was, I mean, very floppy and <laughs> hilarious, hilarious.
0: And the angels also said that he was a friend, right? Yes, a friend he was a him. friend. He was a
2: friend and a very high vibe being, you know, so that is an interesting thing to know that if, and I didn't even know else were real just between yeah. you and me yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is listening now that it's on the radio. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize. I said Ellsworth, like a real thing, but now I believe it. I yeah, really do. Definitely.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny up next and more love from the hip. Oh. On this Weekly Skinny, there is no doubt that social media has become quite the platform for beauty tricks recommended by beauty bloggers and vloggers, but dermatologists and estheticians, including myself, are warning people to not take everything at face value. Ranker, a digital media company out of LA, posted an article recently titled, 12 Dangerous Makeup Hacks You Should Never Try. And well, these are just too absurd not to mention. Number one, dabbing clear nail polish on cold sores. Seems like common sense not to, right? Dermatologists also add that clear nail polish contains nickel, which is a common allergen. Number two, swapping Sharpie for eyeliner which the article credits Taylor Swift for this one. Again, why would you want to put anything not made for your skin on your skin? Number three, subbing deodorant for primer. Yep, you heard that right. Not only are there fragrances and perfumes in deodorant, which are especially harming to the skin, but also there can be aluminum. Just use it to prime your pits. Number four, applying wasabi as an acne spot treatment. I think my Japanese ancestors are rolling in their grave. Really? Not only does it not have any antibacterial properties, it can burn your skin. Maybe we should mention hot sauce here, too. Number five, applying cinnamon face masks. As this article points out, cinnamon is derm caustic, which means it irritates the skin and can actually cause severe burns. Keep cinnamon in your cider. Number six, setting your makeup with hairspray. Um, ouch, do I even need to say anything? Number seven, using Elmer's glue as a face mask. Sure, I get the draw to want to peel off dried glue, just not on your face. Number eight, using petroleum jelly to grow your lashes. As Ranker points out, petroleum jelly can be cancerous, plus it can cause little cysts or milia under the eyes. Number nine, rubbing lemon and baking soda to brighten your armpits. This deadly combo for your armpits, while it can lighten, will also burn your skin right off. Please consult your derm if you are indeed struggling with Number 10. Applying Toothpaste As A Zit Spot Treatment Again, it is recommended for the teeth. Ranker emphasizes the amount of irritating ingredients like peppermint, peroxide, fragrances, and alcohol in toothpaste, which can be damaging to healthy skin. Number 11. Lathering on do-it-yourself sea salt scrubs. Homemade scrubs are not typically refined and can therefore cause micro-abrasions and or micro-lacerations, which can lead to infection, irritation, and also breakouts. And number 12. Using dental floss to get rid of blackheads. Say what? According to Ranker, beauty blogger Suki Mann made this beauty hack popular. While this isn't completely unsafe, it proves to be ineffective by only addressing blackheads that are very superficial, which can be commonly removed through light exfoliation anyway. While some hacks may seem to save you money and or time, they may cause more damage in the long run. So do your research or ask me at sakura at Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just tuning in, I'm having a fascinating discussion with Angel channeler and healer, Anne Tucker. Well, Anne, let's go right to our callers. We've got Carla on the line from Kirkland. Carla, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. So, Carla, I'm just going to hand it over to Anne. Okay. Hey, Carla, how's it going?
2: It's going. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering if you had any important
1: messages for me for the other side, from the other side.
2: All right. Well, let's take a look, Carla. And do I have your permission to see and work with your energy today? Yes, yeah, sure. And the angels as well? Yes, of course. Thank you. So let's just take a look and see for Carla. If I could just get into your field a little bit. And it feels like I see inside your energy there is a movement or unsettled and settlement that's happening uh, around you It looks like it's just outside of your field I can see things almost it feels like they're um, moving along almost without you faster than you would like there's something going on that is it feels like it is almost like a river and they're showing it to me as ball bearings. That are flowing around you. So there's some sense of things almost flowing away from you in a uh-huh. way that's uncomfortable or disturbing. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. And so, um, so the message for this, let's see if I can get the, what they would like to show in terms of the, the specific conclusion they'd like you to take. Um, they're showing me that there's something, they're showing me that you are anchored in. So there's some way in which you are connected or attached. There's actually, I'm actually physically feeling this. There's a physical anchor in your body pulling up from the, it looks like I'm get right and left mixed up. It looks like the left shoulder being pulled up physically. They are saying they've got you, (laughs) but, but specifically there's something happening almost with, um, your health, but in a positive way. So there's, and it has to do with breath exhalation they're saying so there's in terms of what's going on know this is a passage which you're meant to go through and that there's some separation or upliftment that's going to be happening to you because of it okay and I can see this specifically and I actually think that yeah and they're saying breath work would actually be helpful and effective for you in terms of keeping your own passage clear as you're moving through this Okay. Does that make sense? Um, kind of, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Feel know. Feel free to ask the clerk. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Say that I'm, again. I'm current. I'm constantly out of breath, but that I don't know that that's breath work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's the breath work would be just practicing doing a, um, a meditative process with using your breath. You can Google it on YouTube. There's loads of like sessions that you could mm-hmm. do that are just using your breath, but I can see that it is something that's pulling you up on that shoulder. Um, and I see this as part of your journey. So don't be fearful of it. Just know that this is something that you're going through and it's going to have a positive result. Mm-hmm. So it's connected. The way okay. that things are now moving away from you. If you want to ask a clarifying question, you're f- feel free to. No, that's all right. Um,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know that it would help me at all. But...
0: All right. Yes. Okay. thank
1: you.
0: All right. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. So, Anne, you were on our show in September of 2020 and you mentioned them saying that the winter was going to be challenging and to stock up on some food. Yeah. Um, And also you had told my co-host Rory and I that there would be possible food shortages. And you mentioned the trucker strikes. So (laughs) I was wondering, (laughs) you know, and all that happened. Um, Can you also talk about some recent downloads that you shared publicly? Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, there's, I mean, there's random stuff that came through. It's really funny. How many, like, right before the bird flu, I got that there was going to be a chicken disease.
0: Oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> so there came, yeah, chicken disease. We had a chicken disease, and there's lots of been other lots of things that come through. But they, the important thing to know about the when we when the angels do come through with messages about what's coming, it's always from the perspective of helping us to be mentally and emotionally prepared so that we can stay in a high vibe when it happens. Mm. So it's never to create fear. It's never to, to, uh, I know some people are afraid that if they hear this stuff or think about this stuff, they're going to help make it happen. That is not the case with what the angels are sharing with us. They're telling us things that are potentials that are, that are in many cases, things where it's, it's already far enough along that our wish or not wish for it to happen doesn't have much of an impact. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they do want us to know because what they don't want is for things to happen. And for us to be so shocked And so disturbed that we are thrown off our game, Mm -hmm. right? So it's the idea is to help us stay in a high vibe by understanding it and seeing the larger spiritual purpose. So they did, they'll they'll come in pretty regularly and sometimes I'll go in and ask specific questions, but some of the specific stuff they talked about most recently, um, for this year, uh, they talked about, um, and I can share, if you want to hear some of these, I can share just what they said, if you want to hear, okay. Uh, they talked about economic upheaval. They said there comes within this time yet more economic upheaval. There is first and foremost the tribulations to come of this earthly dimension. Yes, disruption of all kinds. We see now yourselves having difficulty with payment processing, with the dispersion of wealth. And so that was back in the beginning of the year. And then, you know, that's already And some of these, they said, some of these things are going to be like energies, like with the truck driver, thing that popped up all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like it happened in Australia and in Canada and the US and like everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. In the UK had like 100,000 truck drivers missing. So it kind of pops up everywhere. The payment processing, I think, is one of those similar things like it happened with Russia, how. Uh, how they lost their access to Swift to payment processing and then Visa and MasterCard pulled out of Russia. And there was all these people, Russians who were on vacation who could no longer withdraw money from the bank, you know? Um, yeah. and, and it's also happening in several other countries where there have been bank closures, including in China. There's been, I think, four different banks have closed or something like that. So this, the payment processing has been an
0: issue. And the UK but I think as well. What? And in the UK as well. Yeah, and
2: yeah, exactly. So it's popping up everywhere. This idea around payment processing, and I think it's going to become an issue here in the U.S. as well. And they've mentioned that that we could go through a period of there could be bank closures, that kind of thing in the U.S. So we're they're expecting. The angels have said that we're expecting a, a more significant economic crisis. Mm. But the interesting thing is, so they've had multiple predictions that are talking. And when I say the the word prediction is such a hard one because it sounds like it's a it's a for sure going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
2: way that the angels describe it. The way they describe their vision, it's like a it's like a a shape, like think of like a a a pentagon or a hexagon or whatever hexagon that's turning on all different shapes. And there's they're all around them. And as they rotate into position, whatever happens to lock in, whatever is shown on that face is the next thing that's going to happen. So they can see things as they're moving in, 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 coming closer. But the wish, you know, whichever one happens to line up at that time is the one that's going to say it might be like of the of the six things that are around them these these three all are all showing the same potential outcome Mm -hmm. so they say that's likely but it's not a hundred percent um but uh but okay so then they also say at this time period that that it's likely that all of these events could be happening at the same time and it would be in this upcoming six months of the year so the next six months are going to be a doozy and Mm -hmm. it's already started kicking off so they talked about um in the U.S., a grievance with those in banking. Um, they said a trial that makes itself known to the public. So some kind of a, 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 a like a, a, when they say a trial, it means like a difficulty, something difficult that happened. A discovery within the United States coming as all will be affected by this tribulation. Uh, there were, and this is interesting. There's, there would be housing within this discovery, an ancient tremble of what has passed before. It will reassemble the players who have gone once in this direction and let them play out again the riddle of their existence. So there is going to be people involved in some sort of banking scandal or banking you know, where it's going to be a massive upheaval in banking and the people involved have been through this exact same situation before where there were, and they talked about this in a previous channeling where there are people in high places who are trying to cover their rears and leave everybody else out in the cold. And Mm -hmm. that's the specific piece of karma that's being played out again for them. Um, so there's, there's a thing. And then they also say that they've been talking about this earth rift, um, And here they talk about it again. They say, and you will feel the shaking and trembling of earth herself amidst this very cacophony of voices, creating a rumble unheard before that will rise among humanity, the sensation that all is lost and cannot deliver themselves in safety. But this is not true. Hmm. So so there is uh, in the midst of like economic upheaval, as well as they talk later about uh, war they say that all these things are happening one on top of another. It's kind of chaotic these next six months. And one of those things could be this very significant Earth event that's big enough that we hear it around the world. And that happened once already. Tonga happened where you could hear the sound for like halfway around the world. And it did create a tsunami on the West Coast, which is one of the things the angels said. There was a very little tsunami, but it it was a tsunami with an echo that heard around the world. So most people thought that was the Earth that they've been talking about. But I think my opinion is that it has not yet happened is that mm-hmm. there's still a bigger thing on the docket,
0: I and believe. What's the timeline for that one? Um, They're really bad with time,
2: but I think all <laughs> I, my my guess is that all this stuff is happening in the second half of this year. So if it doesn't happen, I will take a huge exhale of relief and yeah. then we can all just get back to business. But I think we have a lot just given how many things they've talked about that have already happened. Like, for example, they talked about um, here's another one. They talk about the Earth Rift and war. And this was, again, back in the beginning of the year in, in January or December. And then and then we ended up having the Russia invade Ukraine. So they said now arriving, there is volcanic action underneath all soils rise in the happening. There is an understanding underneath the earth where she feels herself becoming. And this must rise beneath your feet. There is now the telltale sign of it happening, an upliftment rising. The energy must release her anger, a maelstrom of energy encapsulated beneath. This rises amid the turmoil of your economic dearth, the happening of your economy. So saying all these things are happening at the same time. Then they say the wisening to alchemy, which is like that magical process of transformation, the wizening to alchemy, the shifting, changing of the times are happening and no longer understood is the energy of capitulation to all things in greed. So they're really talking about a shift in how we're thinking, that we're moving away from being money motivated.
0: Um, So, so Anne, I hate to interrupt you. We're going to have to go out to a break, but I also want you to quickly say, where do you share these publicly? Where can people find
2: these? youtube so i have a youtube channel under my name Am tucker and uh and you can look through there's so many messages on there and the ones that are i try to be just dis- to distinguish which ones are the prophetic ones and which ones are more uplifting so people can choose for themselves what is going to fit them best in terms of their current state of mind. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more. Sakura. Skin Skinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A.
2: Skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know
0: you had.
1: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multi-dimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. Skin and
0: Welcome back to Left in the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us, I have Ann Tucker here with us today. So, Ann, I know I had to cut you off, and there were more things that you wanted to share with us about some upcoming prophecies,
2: yeah, the I mean the big thing to know is they they talked about it back in in I think it was December. They talked about the energy of war. And so it really is the trifecta because we have right now we have Russia and Ukraine. We have there's tensions heating up. And like I said, these things happen everywhere. There's tensions uh heating up in a lot of different places. But most recently, and I think one one of the most critical for what's gonna happen in the next six months is what could possibly happen with Taiwan and China. And uh, and that plays in with a lot of the stuff that the angels have talked about, about the fracturing of the United States, that if the the United States looks the same at the end of this year, I will be very surprised.
0: Hmm.
2: So so that it's there's the possibility that it could become uh, much less centrally focused with regions where the states are and divided, basically uh, based on politics. So. Um, where it would be not really so much a United States anymore. So really, I mean, huge changes is hard for me to even wrap my head around that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it's, I, when they first said that it was a lot less likely than it seems now. So we're getting closer to that reality.
0: Now, so um, so after sharing all of that with us, um, are there some things they recommend we do?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, the biggest, the, like I said, the main reason they share this stuff with us is 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 not to create fear, is because what you don't want is to be to be found flat footed if this stuff happens, is to be in such a state of grief or loss. They talk over and over and over again about expectations and about how. Uh, we, I told you when we chatted before about how comfort, they said comfort is the plague of humanity, that we have the desire to stay with what we've known, to stay with the way things are. If we stay with the way things are, if we're locked into trying to recreate what has always been, we will not be open to the energies that are coming in. What's coming in is so beyond our expectation. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's incredible. And I've gotten incredible messages about that. Um, but it's, it is in order to be open to it, we have to release our attachment to what was and to how things have been. So we're trying to get to the state of openness. So it's the biggest thing is our own mental state. So be aware of what's coming and then just be in a state to know you're going to be okay. That not everything I've mentioned with the angels have talked about, not all the bad things happen everywhere. Right. You're going to maybe where you live, maybe one of these things will affect you. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're going to be okay. Like, that's the big thing to know is like, you will be fine. And does it make sense to maybe have a backstock of rice and beans? Yes. Like, whatever (laughs) the simple steps you can do so that you feel safe, do those simple things. Take some money out of the bank so you have cash to cover your basic needs in case the banks, in case you can't withdraw cash. And then have some rice and beans at home or whatever it is that you need that's going to make you feel safe and comfortable. And then forget about it, right? And <laughs> right. know you're going to be okay. Right. And that's the main thing is our mental state. So they want us to be aware of what's happening so that you can hold the light when this stuff happens so that you're not cut flat, you know, caught flat food that when it happens, you're like, oh, I know what this is. I know this is part of the bigger picture. I know we're headed to something beautiful. Take a breath and then just allow.
0: So can we talk about that? Why is all of this happening?
2: Yeah. Huge. It is the angels say it so beautifully, but they talk about how it is necessary to unravel everything that is that what we're trying to do is get to a space of emptying. And they even did it on my last retreat. They said, and the first thing they said, I went into channel first night of the retreat, they said, we are emptying you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That doesn't sound so good. Right. What do you mean? But, but it is, it's that state that the idea that we have to create a space of and you know how I talked about being able to trans channel means allowing being in a place where I'm willing to show up and have no idea what's going to happen. That's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to a place of being completely open and receptive. And, And, and that doesn't mean receptive in the sense that you just let any old thing fill you in. It means being in a state where you have no attachments, no expectations, and you let the things that rise up through you, you then create from there. In the moment, it's that whole, like, we always talk about living in the moment, but this is that much more. There is a a passage from them when they talk about it's, and it it really is, we've been talking about this ascension process. What are we doing? What is ascension? And everybody thinks it's like we're moving to another place. or You know, it's a change of consciousness. What it really is, my understanding from the angels, is that we are moving from the karmic path to the dharmic path that we're letting go of the idea of earth as this school where we have to suffer that the school of hard knocks mm-hmm. and we're moving into a place where we get to have a dharmic life which it means that we get to create our own reality from this place of joyful expression that it's it, but it it takes a complete shift in how we think and that think the changing of the way we think that's the trouble. And that's why we have to go through. Not only does the, the humans have to go through this process of letting go, learning to let go, but the earth is also going through her process of elevation. So this is really, a lot of this is driven by the earth herself, that she is ready to move up her frequency. And we, as being in human bodies, we are like the neurons of the earth, that we are part of her apparatus. We're part of the earth. So if she's going up. We have to, too.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. And so would you say then COVID was a large part of our Dharmic lesson? There
2: was, a, I mean, karmic, excuse me, COVID, I'm sure it played a, a big, huge role in getting us to uh, isolate and be in our own energy for a little while. Mm-hmm. So it was really good for unplugging. Like that was a huge benefit of COVID. Um, and it also helps in terms of sometimes you can have a physical ailment that helps to alleviate, um, uh, energetic symptoms. So it can clear out energy. It can do, you know, it can clear out anger, stuff like that. So, and I believe, I believe COVID had a role in that in helping to eliminate anger.
0: And is this why things are manifesting so much quicker? Is this dharmic energy?
2: Yes, absolutely. The dharmic energy, it's like instant manifestation, but it's completely, it's different in how we think about it. And I do have a if you want to hear it, I have a blurb from the angels uh, that can explain what what exactly dharma is. If you want to hear it, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so it is. Oh, sorry, just a moment. Uh, what you loathe to lose is, and this is why it's so hard for us to get onto it. What you loathe to lose is the sense of self as creator, the sense that you are marching on in your own tune, that you make for yourselves a creative path, a structured life, a way of living, that you move and instruct the yearnings of an existence that moves through you. And in this process, you enact these pearls of karma that you brought with you. So this is where we've been, right? This right. is where we suffer from is this idea that we have to control our reality, they go on to say, but when there comes a time which you move beyond this life, when you stand above on the precipice of new evolving time, you will say, I relinquish that which I controlled and defined and let myself live in real time. I live upon the path of this, the power of my might, the gravity that I do bear, my connection to what is possible, potential strength that courses through your very strands of living. Upon this light, you will wear no
0: beads, no pearls, nothing. To diminish the light that you carry. That's beautiful and profound. Thank you for sharing that. And I know we're running out of time here, but I want to ask you if you can share where my listeners can learn more about you and also your peace peace bathing program, all that you offer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Thank you so much. So you can find me on YouTube, which is Ann Tucker. My website is antucker.com. So it's ann with an E, tucker.com. And there you can find out all about peace bathing, which is a phenomenal healing program where we have live healing, group healing once a month, uh, and you also get transcriptions to all of the Friday
0: messages. Lovely. Well, thanks again, Anne, for being here today. Thank you so much. You're it was so welcome. much fun. And thank you to Eric, my stellar producer, you the listener, KKNW, KBKW, and Cape Town Zone Radio. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode of Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. Stay kind out there. Stay true to you. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.